If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Siri, do you think human beings or machines are more intelligent? It's your opinion that counts, Jeff. Ah, that's great to hear because that's exactly what we want to talk about today is our opinion about artificial intelligence. That's right. We really see artificial intelligence as one of the all-around biggest issues impacting the world, impacting humans, and of course, impacting the world of learning. And so we want to look at AI across four key areas in the customer engagement cycle, namely employment, marketing, then products and services, and finally, evaluation and impact. And we know that artificial intelligence in general has been top of mind for so many listeners, so many of the people that uh, we interact with. And so we thought highlighting these four areas might make it something that feels a little bit more manageable, uh, give people a framework for how to think about it. And so the first of those that you mentioned, Salisa, in employment, I mean, this essentially is the, the market or a big part of the market for learning and Artificial intelligence is uh, undeniably changing that. I mean, we just know that the estimates are all over the map, but we know that artificial intelligence is going to eliminate some jobs. It's going to change the nature of others significantly. It's going to create new jobs. And of course, in, in every one of these cases, no matter how you know the numbers turn out in, in the end, it's going to impact learning and uh, present challenges and opportunities. And I think it's important to note that while there's going to be an impact, that there will be some jobs that are eliminated, that some jobs will have their uh, nature changed and other new jobs will be created, that this is not going to be uniform. It's not that, you know, we're going to lose uh, X jobs, you know, per sector, per industry, per profession. And so this is an area to really uh, dig in and, and have to understand your audiences and what they're dealing with around what are the likely impacts? Where are you likely to um, have uh, learners who are going to be faced with uh, eliminated jobs and therefore going to need to kind of more completely retool? Um, where are you going to be dealing with learners that um, are going to have to learn new um, functions and new skills to, to fit in? And then, you know, where are you going to be needing to train those learners for the new jobs that AI makes available? Yeah, and I think it's a really important point to keep in mind um, that, you know, AI, artificial intelligence, doesn't have to be equivalent to human intelligence. I think uh, people have in mind, you know, the the perfect robot, um, the, you know, the Turing test that uh, you can talk to it and it's going to uh, sound like a, a human talking back to you, feel like you're interacting with a human. That's not what's needed. You know, what's needed is, is good enough, good enough to replace a, a component or significant components of what a human being can do. And of course, we're, we're there in, in so many places already. And there really are no professions and industries that uh, are going to be exempt um, from this. It's going to impact everybody. So, 
you know, if you are a learning leader, um, if you're just a professional working in learning businesses, you need to be, you know, tracking news of artificial intelligence developments in general and considering the implications that, uh, as you were saying, that they might have for your field or industry. And, uh, and I'd say, too, you really need to maintain close relationships with employers, um, as well as, you know, academics and others in your field who are um, really studying what's going on and, and uh, finding out from them, you know, where is automation likely to happen? Where is uh, artificial intelligence, robotics likely to, to play a role and do what you were talking about, Salisa, you know, eliminate some jobs, uh, change the nature of jobs, create new jobs so that you're tuned in for where that new education and training is going to be needed. And so that's a quick look at employment. And I think that employment, the impact on jobs, is where so much of the media attention around AI is focused. You know, that's what we're reading about. That's the headlines, yeah. And so, you know, that's something that you definitely have to be aware of. Jeff, you just offered a few ways to kind of keep up on that, you know, tracking the news, um, having those close relationships with employers and academics, because that's giving you a sense of what your learners need. I mean, that is, in um, in essence, a, a part of you understanding your market. And so let's talk a little bit more about marketing, which is the second area that we really wanted to um, focus on. And, and AI is definitely having its impact on marketing already. Um, you know, beginning with just sort of simple um, algorithms that are automating um, a lot of what's happening all the way to much deeper forms of personalizing um, the marketing so that, you know, the when, the where, and the how a prospect interacts um, and intersects with potential learning opportunities. All of that is really being changed and getting much more targeted. And so this, uh, you know, uh, AI is um, changing how you can attract new prospects, but it also is impacting your ongoing engagement with existing customers. Yeah. And if you, you know, are out there tracking the, the marketing blogosphere at all, you know, the people are out there writing about what's going on in the marketing world. And we, we do this as part of just, you know, uh, keeping up with what's going on out there that might impact learning businesses. You'll see that AI is something that's just being written about all, all over the place. Um, it, it's, it's a really, it's much more of a buzz topic there than in just about any other industry other than possibly manufacturing uh, right now. So, and, and again, we've said this before that um, the, the correspondence between marketing and, and education is uh, it's just really tight. Um, you know, you can think of education as a, a strategy for learning, and you can think of marketing as a strategy for buying or owning. And in both cases, you know, the, the goal is to change knowledge, to change behavior, to lead people to that outcome. So they're, they're incredibly similar. So, you know, when you hear about personalization in marketing, of course, that kind of, kind of personalization, and we'll talk about this in a minute, is going to apply to learning. When you talk about really understanding your customer needs, well, you know, your customer in a learning business is your learner. So there's just all sorts of overlap. And I mean, the, the examples abound, but, uh, is some some obvious ones uh, that uh, learning businesses can and should embrace right away are things like you know ad targeting and retargeting. I mean, this is getting really really sophisticated at, at this point. Um, really sophisticated, but also really easy. 
easy and, and, and frankly, a little creepy at times to uh, <laughs> what's actually possible. But I mean, for example, you know, in Facebook right now, they have the concept of a lookalike audience. You can upload your email list to Facebook and it's going to find other people on Facebook who have similar characteristics to your current audience. And if you do a page update or a post on Facebook and then boost that post, it's going to put it in front of those people. And it's not even going to feel like an ad anymore. It's going to feel like a just the, the type of thing that they would usually read in their feed on Facebook. Um, that's becoming in, incredibly common. So, you know, and, and that's because of machine learning. You know, it's, it's learning about your customers and then it's, you know, drawing the correspondences to other people on Facebook to put your content uh, in, in front of them. Well, and I'll just highlight a, a couple other kind of terms buried in what you were just uh, providing as an example there around Facebook. I mean, this is segmentation, right? You know, the, the yeah. AI is helping you really um, be able to identify your audience or, or sub-audiences and then really develop messaging that's specific to those really small segments. Because when you're dealing with AI, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it's not that you have to sort of have an, uh, an audience of a certain size, a segment of a certain size before it, you know, quote, makes sense to to do a targeted message for it. Once you're working in the AI realm, it can tweak those variables um, very easily, even for really hyper niche um, customer segments. And then, you know, one of the other areas where I think um, it's really interesting what's going on with marketing and AI is around content curation. And curation is obviously something that we've spent a lot of time um, talking about. Uh, and, and again, this feeds into what I was just talking about, segmentation. I mean, when you're able to leverage AI for the content curation, again, you can really get hyper-specific. You don't have to kind of curate um, you know, across the board for all of your members or all of your learners, you can begin to um, get more um, personalized, more segmented, so that you're really giving that customer, that learner, um, information and uh, resources that really align with what they're interested in or what they need. And this all aligns with um, our uh, concept of the value ramp, basically. And we talk about you know early on in the engagement with a, a, a prospective learner, prospective customer, providing them value that's really relevant to them that then basically leads them along the path towards the, the higher value and higher priced uh, type offerings that you charge for as, as learning events. So being able to curate content in that way as you're attracting them as a prospect and then to keep them engaged over time. And so, you know, a simple application of that that we're seeing more and more of is uh, newsletters that are being curated uh, through artificial intelligence. So like rasa.io uh, is uh, getting a, a, a presence now doing this where it's really learning based on each individual subscriber and you know what that person clicks on uh, each time uh, she receives a newsletter and then adjusting the next time and you know uh, helping to feed more and more relevant content over time, which of course just keeps that person coming back uh, to you. And uh, that's all free content and a newsletter. Of course, you can also have paid newsletters, but, uh, but that builds the authority, um, it builds the brand, it builds the trust, it paves the path to actual participation in paid learning experiences. And speaking of paid learning experiences, I think it would be good for us to touch on uh, dynamic pricing and what is happening there that artificial intelligence is helping to enable. 
Yeah, and you know, pricing is always a challenge for organizations. How to set the right price? We've known for a long time now that you know, for example, in the airline industry, that you know, ticket prices are changing all the time based on demand, based on you know how often you've visited the site and, and what they know about you, um, your, your demographics, and your and your buying habits, and. Uh, um, you know, you know, when you're sitting on an airplane, the person sitting next to you probably did not pay the same price for the ticket. They may have paid more, they may have paid less, you know, and, and people have different opinions about that, but um, it, it really can help to level the playing field in a lot of ways. I'm thinking particularly if you're an international organization and you need to be able to strike pricing parity based on, you know, where a person is, the, the, the um, socioeconomic demographics that are associated with that person. So I, I think we're going to start to see the e-commerce engines that are driving uh, a lot of the learning platforms that um, are responsible for course sales, uh, event sales, those sorts of things, bringing in some dynamic pricing elements and being able to uh, adjust price, uh, not just give that sort of flat discount uh, across you know everybody with no segmentation that really tends to erode margins, um, but to, to to, to discount or not, really based on who that user is, uh, how they value you, where they are, um, you know, all those factors that uh, artificial intelligence can take into account. And so, you know, we started off talking about the impact of AI on employment. We've uh, just now been talking about the impact of AI on marketing. I want to mention that we have um, some resources some articles that we'll link to in the show notes for this episode, just to give you a little bit more um, insight into kind of what's going on and how some of these um, uh, applications of AI are, are playing out. So be sure and check out the show notes if you're uh, interested in learning more about all of these. And you can find the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 173. And so we've talked about uh, employment or essentially kind of the market environment um, for learning and how AI is uh, obviously going to have a, a big impact, already is having a big impact on that. We've talked about marketing, and we've, we've spent a pretty good bit of time there, because I mean, like we were saying, you know, if you're going to study one thing as a, a learning uh, leader, as a learning business professional, studying what's going on in marketing and learning from that uh, is one of the best things you can be doing right now. So taking some of those examples to heart that, um, that we just covered. But now, you know, there's the actual product, the service, you know, the delivery of learning. And of course, artificial intelligence is going to impact that as well and, and is already starting to. Absolutely. So we see AI impacting how learning is delivered, how it's facilitated, how it's supported. And I think one thing to emphasize is that AI really is, um, I think, finally bringing to bear that promise of personalized learning that sort of holy grail of being able to present learners with the right learning experiences or the right even elements from within learning experiences, contextualizing that learning, curating related content. Um, all of that becomes much more realistic when you're you know, not doing it um, as an, an intensive, um, you know, human-based uh, effort, but when you're able to leverage AI so that that's happening dynamically and, and automatically. And I think AI is going to be really helpful with things like, you know, social learning and informal learning, which, uh, you know, those have traditionally been hard to track and, and analyze. I think, you know, along with artificial intelligence gaining ground, we're starting to see many more people say that um, XAPI, um, the, the Experience API, is starting to, to get some traction now, which, of course, is the... Um, 
the, the, the follow on to SCORM, what's going to people think is going to replace uh, SCORM o- over time. And it allows data to be gathered from outside of just a, a learning management system. It can be gathered from you know, various places across the, 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 the web, the internet. Um, but then you need to be able to, to work with that data in a meaningful way to, to analyze it and draw some conclusions from it. And artificial intelligence really is going to be the, the key to doing that. And it's going to be the key to, you know, taking that data, taking traditional LMS data and figuring out um, really what's next because uh, artificial intelligence is going to really create great potential for, for following up and for reinforcing uh, learning in, in ways that uh, have just been difficult to do uh, up until now. Even, even with some of the automation we have, it's still fairly manual. Artificial intelligence uh, will help to, to, you know, take the manual out of it and, and, and really make it an automated process truly. And, you know, we'll note that there are now products that are coming out and hitting the market that have AI kind of baked into them. You know, we used Siri at the beginning of this episode. You know, that's uh, this this AI that, uh, assistant that most of us have, you know, in one form or another in our pocket or via our, our browser or, or laptop. Um, and there are other products coming out that, you know, are specifically focused on learning design and development, um, you know, things that are taking content and um, turning them into quizzes and assessments or that are actually, you know, taking kind of source materials and creating course experiences. And so, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time with those, you know, products and services out there, but I think it's worth noting that even if, you know, they only kind of produce a, a not terribly exciting version of a quiz or assessment or, or a course, just the fact that if you could get to a quick version, you know, a, a version, you know, 1.0 really quickly, just imagine what the the time savings that could be, you know, for your design and development team. Now, and, you know, the, the value proposition that some of these companies are putting out there, and we'll link to a couple, um, things like Wildfire, which is uh, taking content and rapidly turning it into courses, um, platforms like Quillions, um, which is uh, generating assessment questions. The the developers of these tools are, are specifically referencing that it cuts down on subject matter expert time, um, and this is you know another one of those jobs being impacted uh, potentially. Um, but that's that's often a pain point, an operational pain point for learning businesses, whether it's for creating courses um, or for having to deal with you know creating question banks. You know, and, and as you were saying, Salisa, if you can even if you can get a just a good solid first pass um, at the the content for a course or at the uh, the question bank that you need for a, a certification, for example, uh, that can be a huge leg up. It can make things go much faster. It can cut cost. It can just make things much much more efficient. Uh, and I, we're going to be there pretty rapidly, I, I think. You know, as you're saying, we, we don't we don't quite know the the quality levels yet. I do know that Wildfire has actually won an award, um, you know, an, an e-learning award for content that uh, came out of it. Um, we'll link to that as well. But th- this type of stuff, um, you know, dealing with structured questions, dealing with taking text and and, and transferring it into sort of an active learning context, uh, that that's well within the reach of, of current AI. So you know. We're not saying go out and you know run out and invest in this stuff immediately, but it's coming fast. So definitely be paying attention to it. Well, and be aware of where it already exists and the tools that you're using. We know, for example, you know, there's uh, we use SurveyMonkey for some of our um, assessments and surveys, and we know that you know it it has its text analysis that it'll run on open-ended responses. You know, and that can be really helpful in getting that sort of quick sense of top issues or ideas that come out of. Um, 
out of those responses. So again, it's just about tuning in and being aware of kind of where AI already is playing a role in what you're doing and then beginning to imagine what the impact of that will be as it further expands, as it improves and gets even better. And since we're talking about uh, AI helping to create content, uh, this might be a good time to mention a, another fantastic solution for your learning content, and that's one of our sponsors for this quarter, Blue Sky eLearn. Blue Sky eLearn is the creator of the Path Learning Management System, an award-winning cloud-based learning solution that allows organizations to easily deliver, track, and monetize valuable education and event content online. Blue Sky also provides webinar and webcast services, helping you maximize your content and create deeper engagement with your audience across the world. To find out more about Blue Sky eLearn and everything they offer, visit leadinglearning.com slash blue sky. And we do encourage you to visit that link, leadinglearning.com slash blue sky. And with that, we want to turn to the fourth and final area that we wanted to cover in the this customer engagement cycle. So we've talked about um, employment, we've talked about marketing, we've talked about products and services. And the last area we want to touch on is evaluation and impact. And AI is definitely having a, a big role to play here. AI is really changing our ability to analyze um, and to then uh, adapt and adjust based on um, the analysis. You know, so a lot of the same types of algorithms that are enabling platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn to better um, look at their uh, members and users and draw conclusions about their behavior, those same types of algorithms are going to enable learning businesses to analyze the behaviors of their learners at the aggregate level, um, so sort of across all of your learners, but also at the group level, so some of those specific segments or you know demographics or a particular cohort. And then, of course, too, as we're saying, even at that individual level, getting all the way down to just that one specific learner. And, of course, all of this is going to help um, by producing data that's going to turn into knowledge that's going to allow us to uh, develop better learning products and services, deliver those uh, learning products and services better by looking at things like the role that facilitators and instructors uh, and presenters are playing. And then too, just understanding the overall impact by being able to to ask those questions of learners about, you know, how they are applying with their, their, what they've learned and um, even getting at some indirect things where we're not necessarily just asking those questions of the learners, but looking at what they actually go out and do. And we've talked about that word impact uh, so many times, talked about it, uh, written about it, and uh, you know that we see what's really an impact imperative at this point, that there's just, there's so much going on out there, so many options for for learners, uh, for the employers and other decision makers that are helping to foot the bill for education and training, that increasingly it is going to be imperative that you can show your learning is having an impact, that it's actually moving the dial, that when people, particularly if they're paying to, to go through it, to in, engage with the learning experiences you create, that they're achieving outcomes that do, in fact, uh, contribute to their ability to, to do their job better to advance in their career. And the, the learners want to see that. Um, we've heard that from learners. We've seen it in many um, survey results. And of course, the employers uh, want to see it, uh, particularly if they're, if they're footing the bill for the education and training. And so, yeah, as you're saying, Salisa, you know, artificial intelligence is uh, 
well, we're collecting a ton of data now, and um, this is what we need to, to be able to work with that data. Well, yeah, and I, one of the things that I find especially interesting about, I think, the impact of AI on um, data analysis is that I feel like we're moving more into uh, looking at being able to look at leading indicators versus lagging indicators. So really being able to get into more of the, the predictive view of what's happening. Um, and actually that was part of the conversation that I had in a recent episode with Gary Cokins. We'll make sure to link back to that episode that you have it there. But because you can kind of have AI looking at data as it's coming in and looking at it such a huge volume of data as well, you can begin to have some of these insights much earlier on. So you don't have to necessarily wait for a post-mortem or some somewhat arbitrarily defined point where you're going to say, you know, after a year-long pilot, we're going to stop and look at data. You can be looking at it all along the way as it's coming in, making those adjustments um, as, as necessary. And then AI is even going to get better, I think, beyond not only just sort of looking at um, predictive uh, factors, but also getting to that prescriptive um, mode where it's going to be saying, based on this, here's what you should be doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, moving from analysis to diagnosis to predictive um, to prescriptive, as, as you're saying. And, um, you know, and of course, if you're a leader in the midst of all of this, it's going to be increasingly involved in decision making, you know, the critical uh, role that so many leaders are involved in, um, your personal decision making and working with your teams to make decisions. And uh, AI is, uh, is going to be a partner in doing that in, in many ways going forward. And so now seems like a great time to mention a sponsor for our podcast this quarter, Authentic Learning Labs. Authentic Learning Labs is an education company seeking to bring complementary tech and services to empower publishers and L&D organizations to help elevate their programs. The company leverages technology like AI, data analytics, and advanced embeddable API-based services to complement existing initiatives, offering capabilities that are typically out of reach for resource-stretched groups or growing programs needing to scale. Find out more at leadinglearning.com authentic. Definitely do check out what Authentic Learning Labs is doing. They, they really have some, some cool stuff going on with being able to take data and put it into a form that um, you know, is visual and that you can use for the, the sort of decision-making that we were just talking about. And so that's the you know, evaluation and impact side of things. So we've talked about employment, uh, or sort of just the market in, in general is, is one key area to, to look at relative to uh, artificial intelligence. We talked about marketing itself, you know, how you're going to go out there and, and uh, connect with and, and engage and convert your prospective learners. We've talked about your, your products and services, so delivery and facilitation and following up on, uh, on your learning experiences and the role that artificial intelligence can play there. And then finally, again, this evaluation and impact area. And um, maybe we should wrap up with just a uh, you know, a, a few of the implications that um, that we're seeing for this, you know, and one certainly is that um, uh, learner, implica learner implications, learner expectations uh, uh, are already shifting significantly regardless of whether they're uh, aware of the role that artificial intelligence is playing in their lives. So this is, this is already impacting people, um, basically. And, you know, if you're waiting for your learners to say, oh, give me artificial intelligence, it's, it's probably not going to happen. You can't, you know, you can't expect them to, to say that. You have to look 
at how things are shifting in your industry, at the behavior of the learners, um, at uh, your employers and, and decision makers, um, and at your own desired uh, learning and business outcomes. And from that, determine what role artificial intelligence reasonably can play for your learning business. Well, and I think this gets back to something that we always try to stress, you know, as much as we are focused on uh, the role that technology can play in learning and uh, in learning businesses, we really always see technology as a means to an end. We don't want technology to be that tail wagging the dog. And so it really is thinking about the challenges and opportunities that you face um, as a learning business that your learners are facing, and then really thinking critically about whether or not AI is going to have an impact on those challenges or opportunities or be a way to address those challenges and, and opportunities. So it's it's your learners aren't going to be saying, hey, we want AI. Um, and you also shouldn't be kind of just saying, oh, we need to do something with AI. It's got to be this balance of really thinking about what makes sense. Right, uh, Definitely. And at the same time, you do have to recognize that um, this is an area where there there likely will be a significant first mover advantage, at least in the the kind of right areas. So you know if you can get the right AI in place around the right content, and you know taking into account the the the, the things you were just talking about, Salisa. If you do that, and if you can, you know, start making that happen early, um, you'll start to build an advantage that's going to be difficult for others to erode. Because, you know, think again about what the promise of AI is. It's about, you know, really understanding, knowing your audience, uh, the market you're trying to serve, really being able to connect with that audience in a in a very personalized way, um, really being able to deliver learning in uh, a way that um, is going to very tightly align with and meet the needs of the learners, uh, of the other decision makers who are involved, employers being a, a big one, and then and then being able to show that you've actually actually done that. And you know, if within your particular field or industry you're able to move uh, rapidly to do that, that's hard to catch up with. I mean, that's in a way that's the equivalent of what you know Amazon has done in the retail um, space in general, and it's darned hard to catch Amazon at this point. Uh, um, there's going to be, I think, quite a bit of that going on in, in niche after niche uh, because of what artificial intelligence is making available. So I think the take-home message is tune in to AI, be out there reading, following what's happening um, in general, but also with that specific lens on your learners, your industry, your profession, really trying to think about um, the implications and make those connections so that you can get out there, make some choices, start taking advantage, be in that first mover advantage situation. Definitely a lot to think about um, and, uh, and and a lot to figure out, you know, what to, to take action on sooner rather than later. And we'd love to hear your perspectives on this. We know so many people are, are wrestling with artificial intelligence from many different angles. What what plans do you have? What's, uh, what's spurring those plans? What's preventing you from em- embracing uh, artificial intelligence right now? Uh, please come and, and, and comment. You can find uh, the, the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 173. And you can always comment uh, at, the, at the bottom of the show notes. There's an area to, to do that. Um, you can always email us at leadinglearning at tagoras.com. We'd love to hear from you, though, uh, about your perspective and, and what you're doing or not doing about artificial intelligence. When you go check out the show notes, you're going to see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, 
Jeff and I would be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us to get some data on the impact of what we're doing. And we'd also be grateful if you take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. Just go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes, uh, or you can do this on another uh, service if you use uh, some other way of getting the podcast. But, but if you go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes, that'll put you in the right place for the Apple service. And Salise and I, I mean, we just we personally appreciate your rating and review. But then on top of that, those reviews and ratings play an important role in helping the podcast show up when people search for content on learning and leading and on being in the learning business. And of course, the reason it pops up is there's the, the machine back there grinding away and, uh, and presenting that relevant data to searchers. And please do be sure to visit our sponsors for this quarter. You can find out about Authentic Learning Labs at leadinglearning.com authentic. And you can find out what Blue Sky eLearn has to offer at leadinglearning.com slash bluesky. Finally, consider telling others about the podcast. You can send a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, and you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash learning. and of course, you can share us with others there as well. However you do it, please do help to share the good word about leading learning. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.